concentrator talk. She straightened the threads, one on each side, one in her lap. Closing her eyes, she found that she was much calmer when she couldn't see her work or the lamp. She didn't really need to see to do something as easy as a braid. In her mind, her threads gleamed brightly. They called specks of light from all around her and tangled them in their strands. The flickering lamp went out. She opened her eyes. The wick was dead and black. Through and around her braid, light shone steadily, filling the room with a soft, pearly glow. Did I know I could do that? The braid light wavered. All right, she said, gathering the threads once more. But I have to sleep, you know. She wiped her eyes on her sleeve. With a whispered, Uvumi, Sanderlene Fatorin went back to work. In the Southeastern Pebbled Sea When she sat up and looked at herself, Daja thought she was a ghost. Her skin was all sparkly white. Had an enemy Mimander turned her from a brown trader into a white one? Why on earth would anyone do such a thing? She ran her swollen tongue over cracked lips, tasted salt, and grimaced at her own foolishness. This was no Mimander's doing. It was what happened when a sea-soaked girl went to sleep and didn't wake until the sun was high overhead. She brushed herself off, salt flakes dropping onto her makeshift raft. White grains got into her many cuts and scrapes where they burned like fire. Her family ship was gone, sunk in a storm that their mimander could not stop or get rid of. The trader god Coma, known for peculiar acts, had chosen Daja to be the only one left alive, floating on a square wooden hatch cover. All around her lay a spreading pool of wreckage. She saw tangles of rope and lumber, shattered crates, smears of color that were precious dyes from their cargo. Bodies also drifted there, the silent remains of her family. Dodge's lips trembled. How long would it be until she joined them? Should she jump into the water now and end it? Drowning was quicker than starvation. Something thumped nearby. An open leather chest slammed against a mast. Again it thumped against the wood as water swelled, then flattened beneath it. She could just glimpse its contents. Some bundles and dark glass bottles. It was what traders called a suraku, a survival box. They were kept everywhere on the ships. She had to get it, and she prayed that its contents weren't soaked or ruined. Daja reached out. The box was beyond her grasp. She looked around for a long piece of wood to grab it, with no luck. Water surged in another slow roll, and her raft moved away from the wreckage. The box stayed behind. No! She cried. No! She strained to grab that precious thing, though yards now lay between her and it. Come here! Come on! I... I order you! She half laughed, half cried to hear such foolishness. Come on! She whispered as she had when she coaxed the ship's dogs to come to their food bowls. She was not very old, after all. She did not want to die. Tears rolling down her cheeks, she reached out and twitched her fingers as if she were beckoning to her pets. Later, she would wonder if she had just imagined it, being crazy with the sun and terrified of death. Now she stared, jaw-dropping, as the box pulled away from the mast and floated toward her. It stopped twice along the way. Both times she wiggled her fingers, afraid to move anything else. Both times the box came forward until it bumped her hand. Very, very carefully, she drew her prize onto the hatch cover. 
It was indeed a suraku lined with copper to keep the damp out and life in. The bundles were oiled cloth to keep their contents dry. The corks in the bottles had wax seals. Gently she felt through everything and grabbed a bottle. It took nearly all her strength to wriggle the cork out. When it popped free, liquid sprayed onto her face. Fresh water. Greedily, she drank most of that bottle before she came to her senses. If she guzzled it all now, there would be less for tomorrow. She had to save it. She fumbled to put the cork back in. Inspecting the other bottle, she saw they also held water. Thank you, Trader Como, she whispered to the god of deals and rewards. In the bundle, she found cheese, bread, apples. She ate carefully in tiny bites as her lips cracked open and bled. All thought of the future had vanished, for right now, she was gloriously alive. The Suraku lasted for three days and might have...